This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Big stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays, 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. Well, folks, I love a good mystery. And the Voynich Manuscript is, is a great example of one. It's a pretty famous one, in fact. And it's been plaguing experts for years. What is it? Well, it's essentially a book. Uh, the name Voynich comes from a, a Polish book dealer who purchased it uh, about 100 years ago or so, just over 100 years ago. Uh, but based on what we can tell from carbon dating, it, it dates back to the uh, early 1400s. So who wrote it? And more to the point, what does it say? Uh, it's, uh, it's written in very consistent text. There are all kinds of illustrations too. But no one's been able to crack the code, if in fact it is a code. You've been had the, the people who cracked the Nazi Enigma code in World War II have a go at this. They couldn't figure it out. And people have been trying and trying and trying for years, all to come up empty. Now, there are some who thought maybe it's just an elaborate hoax. It was just all made up gibberish. But holy cow, that's a lot of effort to put into meaningless gibberish. And there's a lot of consistency. I mean, it looks like a language. So is it possible that all this time we've been staring at a language that, that is known to us? And then, well, how did we miss it? So we, we haven't totally solved this mystery, but an Edmonton computer science may have, scientists may have kicked in the door for us a little bit here. Uh, maybe the beginning of the end of this mystery says he's uncovered clues to deciphering this, this mysterious manuscript and believes that the language being used, even though it is still written in code, is medieval Hebrew. And they believe they have translated the first sentence of the Voynich manuscript. Uh, the results of this uh, work, uh, the research, have been published this week. Joining us to talk more about the findings, uh, Greg Kondrag joins us, computer scientist at the University of Alberta. Greg, thanks for joining us here today. And I guess, first of all, tell us what got you interested in the Voynich manuscript in the first place. Well, it's a famous uh, puzzle. It's uh, considered uh, the most important uh, undeciphered cipher in the world. So uh, many people have tried to decipher it. And from my perspective as a, as a computer scientist, uh, I thought I could contribute to it. So how do you go about tackling a, a puzzle like this? Well, normally uh, the cryptanalysts, they, they start with a hypothesis, how the cipher works and what language it encodes. And then they try manually to decipher it. Our approach was different. We, we aimed at creating programs, computer programs, that would perform the analysis of the text and the decipherment itself. 
So in particular, uh, we wrote programs that were able uh, that are able to uh, come up with a hypothesis: what language is encoded by a cipher? Well, how, so well, how do you design those programs? Yeah, so we had uh, a short samples of text from the Universal Declaration of Human Rights that have been translated into 400 languages. And we wrote a computer program that analyzes the patterns of those languages and compared them to the patterns observed in the manuscript. And the program came up with the answer that the most likely language of the manuscript is Hebrew. So you, but this is interesting because you've you've kind of unlocked it seems part of the manuscript, but but not all of it, right? No, we cannot claim to decipher the entire manuscript. What we, uh, what our the outcome of our research is that we came up with a, a hypothesis that the uh, manuscript encodes the Hebrew language. That hypothesis can be now evaluated by other scientists. What, what keeps you from un- unlocking it all? What, what are the obstacles and the barriers that still remain? Well, the, the major problem is that uh, we don't know Hebrew. and Neither me nor my um, co-author, Bradley Howard, are familiar with Hebrew. So uh, the program comes up with some output uh, in Hebrew, and we are not able to interpret it. So we have to ask people that know Hebrew to tell us whether it makes sense or not. Obviously, without knowledge of Hebrew and without knowledge of the particular period, which is the 15th century, it's uh, it's hard to make progress on that. Right, but if it is written in a known language, albeit a medieval version of a known language, why, why do you think that nobody n- discovered this before? Well, uh, many people came up with hypotheses about the language. Uh, various languages were proposed, Latin, Italian, Manchurian, uh, and other languages. So the difference maybe here is that we actually provide a concrete evidence, which is uh, described in our paper, that can be evaluated by other scientists. It's it's a concrete numerical uh, evidence. Uh, We show, for example, that our program decides when given a a sample of the manuscript can decipher it into Hebrew and uh, 80% of the words can be found in a Hebrew dictionary. But it's still written in code or some kind of code. I mean, the the letters are scrambled in a deliberate way, aren't they? That's another hypothesis, although we are not the first to observe that, is that the order of the words, the order of the letters within words seems to be artificial. So we came up with uh, a program we designed a program that disregards the sequence of letters within words and performs decipherment anyway. But you managed to, you think, uh, decipher the first sentence? Yeah, we applied the program uh, to uh, uh, short samples of the manuscript, in particular the first sentence. And uh, the, the decipherment of the first sentence can be interpreted uh, as something that makes sense, in particular it states uh, that she made recommendations to the priest, man of the house, and me and people. So it's a syntactically correct uh, sentence, and it's not a nonsense. But uh, in order to make further progress, you have to kind of come up with, uh, you know, uh, interpretation of how this would fit in a medieval manuscript. So your findings have been published, and I guess there's an opportunity for others who, who want to build on your work and... and and take what you've discovered and and see what more we can learn. 
And that's exactly what we're hoping for. And we have already received some feedback, including people from Israel that are familiar with Hebrew and they would like to do more work on this. And we provided all the code and data that we have available to other scientists. That's quite fascinating. Well, congratulations uh, on this, uh, Dr. Kondrak, and thanks so much for making some time for us here today. Really appreciate this. Thank you. All right, Greg Kondrak, Professor of Computing Sciences at the University of Alberta. Uh, maybe making a breakthrough where so many others before him have failed. So that's an odd first sentence. She made recommendations to the priest. About what? <laughs> we don't know. What's the rest of the book? Again, we're dealing with hundreds of pages and all of it written in, in this code. But I guess if you have this as a starting point, uh, that can help other code breakers really hopefully make some, some breakthroughs and understanding just what this is. I mean, is it just, is it a story? Is it basically a book? Well, why? And, you know, some things we may never know. Why was it written this way in the first place? Why scramble the words? Why drop the vowels if that's what this is? So still a lot of mystery here, but important uh, discovery. All right, 974-8255. Someone texts us say maybe this guy could try his hand at the Zodiac letters. <laughs> maybe he should. Anyway, we're back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.